This is a Federal News Network podcast. More than 30 countries have possession of dangerous nuclear materials like plutonium and enriched uranium. But thanks to the work of my next guest, these materials are safer from theft, diversion, or sabotage. Cara DeCastro is a management analyst at the National Nuclear Security Administration and a finalist in this year's Service to America Medals program, and she joins me now. Ms. DeCastro, good to have you on. Thank you very much. I'm so thankful to be nominated for this award. I'm proud to be representing all the hard work of the National Nuclear Security Administration and each staff who comes in early morning and stays late and spends weeks and weeks on the road making our mission work. All right. So you are a management analyst and you have to do with nuclear materials and their safety around the world, not just in the United States. What exactly do you do all day? In general, I improve the protection of nuclear materials uh, all over the world. So some of the big accomplishments that my team and I have, have done are to convert um, the form of 20,000 pounds of weapons-grade uranium to a form that you can't make uh, weapons out of. And that stopped uh, 446 nuclear weapons being built. And how do you go about this? Because it sounds like you would need to get the cooperation of the nations in which this stuff is sitting. That's the the most important part, um, establishing the relationship to work with our partners and get them to understand that there are threats to this material and that we need to protect the material from those threats. Now, the nuclear enterprise in the United States and the whole supply chain is fairly well-developed. It's very well-developed. And we have strong institutions surrounding the whole nuclear chain of events from mining to protection of weapons that are in silos and so forth. Is it fair to say that that's not the case in all nations that have this material? That's true. That's, That's not the case. We have countries at various levels of maturity in their weapons program or their nuclear programs, even if they're for civilian uses, such as power. Um, Some are just starting to build nuclear power plants. Um, Some have had weapons for a long time, but due to, you know, not having the right resources, they may not be protected as as well as, as everyone wants them to be. So in a sense, you have to tell other nations, the NNSA does, based on the work that you're doing, that their baby is ugly when it comes to the nuclear enterprise they have. We help them see their baby could be more pretty. Right, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> and before you say to a country, if you did this to this material, it would be a lot safer because nobody could steal it. If they did steal it, they couldn't make it into a bomb, for example. What types of work do you do as groundwork before you present that case? We developed a short module um, to enhance what we call nuclear security culture, just getting the right attitudes and beliefs of the people working in this field um, to support nuclear security and the importance of nuclear security. So one thing that we, we like to do when we first meet a partner is we go through this case study um, where we actually blow up the capital of their nation, and then we talk about do they think that that could happen, or do they think their their materials protected well enough that 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 wouldn't happen? And then we go and, and ask, well, do you think that could happen in Washington D.C.? And we talk about the different reasons why or why not that could happen. I guess it's a function of risk management. I guess anything could happen. But you have a hierarchy of risks, and the risk of capital blowing up are much lower than, say, the capital of of a second world nation. Yes, and just the various materials that a terrorist could use. What are they? 
How are they protected? We discuss things like that. And it's just a, it's just a good kind of shock to them that gets them really thinking about these issues that they might not have thought about so seriously before. We're speaking with Cara DeCastro. She's a management analyst at the National Nuclear Security Administration. And do you personally go around the world and talk to officials? I do. Um, I've taken over 100 trips to, to Russia. I've been to secret cities in that country where the town's not on the map. It's near the Siberian part of the country. There are six feet of snow on the street. Um, I had a uniform partner that went with me everywhere. We ate hot dogs and peas for breakfast and talked to generals that had been uh, working that nuclear weapons program for years and years and, you know, weren't necessarily welcome to outsiders kind of coming in and talking to them about these issues. Sounds like you've got a big human relations issue with talking about generals that may have dated back to the Soviet era. Exactly. Um, I heard a lot of great stories from them, um, but just talking about the issues and talking about the threats and going over case studies, you get them to start to think, okay, what could happen and what are the conditions in my country that would lead to such a thing happening? And after time and after a lot of discussion, um, you start changing their viewpoints. Maybe you should be called a diplomat. I've been called a diplomat before. I actually had a card when I was stationed over in Islamabad at the embassy. Yeah, and you mentioned Islamabad, you mentioned Russia. What are some of the other places you've had to go to have the challenge of getting them to say, yeah, maybe we could do something better here? I've been to China quite a few times. Uh, we worked, we partnered with them to build a nuclear security training center in that country. I've been to Argentina. I've been a lot of times to Vienna to have meetings at the International Atomic Energy Agency, which is represented by 170 countries. So partnering with them, we can make some international standards of how to protect the material, and then that that's spread worldwide. And what do you have for breakfast in China? In China, um, sometimes usually some kind of fish or something that I'm not exactly sure what it is. <laughs> but it's better than hot dogs and peas. Equivalent, I guess. <laughs> All right. And tell us how you got into this work, the short version of your history. I guess the short version is um, after high school, I went into the army and studied the Russian language. So when I got out, I was in New York and started working for Brookhaven National Laboratory. And they needed my Russian skills to enhance safety at nuclear power plants in the former Soviet Union. And from there, I went to... Um, to security and protecting nuclear materials. And having done this work, are you scared of what could happen in the world, or do you feel some assurance that it's not so bad? We've done a lot of work um, reducing the amount of weapons-grade uranium out in the world. We've done a lot of work enhancing the security at nuclear sites. We've done a lot of work talking to partners, getting them to believe that there is a credible threat to this material. And and I'm just so thankful that I've met hundreds of people all over the world that are like-minded, that just want to improve the protection of nuclear material. So I feel very confident about that. I see that things are improving every day. One of the challenges is for those people to understand they can improve the safety without giving up what they see as their national security aims. Exactly. Exactly. You can you can 
protect your national security as well as international security. Cara DeCastro is a management analyst at the National Nuclear Security Administration and a finalist in this year's Service to America Medals program. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. We'll post this interview along with a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. (coughs) Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.